While every shelter pet is unique, some love a good game of fetch. Others rather snuggle together on the couch. However, there is one thing that they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets in shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. And it just so has that one of my friends adopted a Yorkie Terrier last week. His name is Hiccup, and he's as happy as can be with his new pet owner. And a few trivia points here for you. Did you know that only 44% of dogs and 47% of cats in American homes come from animal shelters and rescue groups? Also, the unique qualities of each and every shelter pet add up to an incredible bond between every shelter pet and parent. So if you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season, make sure to visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fund, and the Humane Society of the United States. I'm working on a novel. It is a story of my life and my sister's. Make it short and spicy. And if the main character is a girl, make sure she's married by the end. Ow, Joe! I want to be an artist in Rome and be the best painter in the world. That's what you want too, isn't it, Joe, to be a famous writer? Yes, but it sounds so crass when she says it. My girls have a way of getting into mischief. Well, so do I. This is Meg, Amy, Beth, and Joe. I intend to make my own way in the world. No one makes their own way. Least of all a woman. You'll need to marry well. You are not married, aren't you? Well, that's because I'm rich. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics. And today we're going to be reviewing Little Women. My name is Christian, and today I'm actually joined by two of my uh, Cinemania co workers. We have Hannah from the Cinemania World. How are you doing today? I'm good. Just got done uh, rewatching Barry season two. Well, season one and two with my sister. Mm. She watched it for the first time. It was great. I got you. I've actually never seen it myself, so I still need to. I know. Larry hasn't either because he doesn't believe in TV. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Larry from LC Screen Talk and from the Cinemania World page. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well, and yes, that is accurate. <laughs> Particularly uh, things that air on HBO currently. Um, my score has not quite softened yet, so. Too uh, soon. We watched Little Women this weekend, so yay. Yeah, yeah, Larry said he saw it twice. I need to go see it at least five more times. And I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm so- seeing it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, lucky I'm so you. Hyped. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta. I gotta find out some some kind of way to do this between either before New Year's or on, on New Year's Day. It, it's it's got to happen some kind of way. But anyway, so uh, for everyone listening out there, we're gonna have a small spoiler section for those of you who haven't seen the film yet because it just came out this Christmas Day, and then we're just gonna get straight into the uh, meat and potatoes, all the spoiler sections and. Everybody will know, um, you know, once you cut and run if you haven't seen the movie. But let me read the synopsis here really quick and then we'll just uh, dive right in. So Little Women is a 2019 American coming of age period drama uh, 
film written and directed by Greta Gerwig, our Lord and Savior, and is the seventh uh, film adaptation of the 1868 novel of the same name by Louisa May Alcott. And this um, movie stars uh, Shisha Ronan, Emma Watson, Florence Pugh, Eliza Scalin, Laura Dern, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Meryl Streep, just to name a few. And so I guess we'll just start off. Um, I'll go last. So I guess uh, ladies first, Hannah, what were your initial thoughts about uh, the film overall? Like what, did it make you feel some type of way or, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, anyone that listens to Cinemania knows that I wasn't very excited for this movie. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Greta Gerwig. Uh, nothing like about like her acting or anything i just wasn't a fan of ladybird not my favorite movie uh so i wasn't really looking forward to this because i knew that it was like you know has been adapted a million times before and i watched uh one of them it was the one with the winona writer yeah and i was like yeah it's kind of boring so wasn't that <laughs> hype for it uh <laughs> but i went and seen it and this film like hit me like a bunch of bricks like i was not expecting it at all and i totally jinxed it the night beforehand i was like what if like little women became my favorite movie of the year and it like did uh so <laughs> i think that was god being like this is what you get for like shitting on gotta Gerwig. so sorry uh, <laughs> uh yeah this movie like got me out of every single way that it could like it made me laugh it made me cry like this is the most i've cried in the theater this year and i was so embarrassed because there were so many like mature women around me like dry-eyed and i was sitting over there like with my like chin quivering like be like oh my god i'm gonna like die uh, <laughs> and, uh yeah i this is my favorite movie of the year sorry so that, chapter two so, oh, oh so it, it has officially dethroned it chapter two yes because i saw you put marriage story on your number one through uh what was it letterbox and then you're like oh i'm sorry i gotta put it chapter two back up here i was like hey what yeah. happened <laughs> i know it's it's still my top five <laughs> all right all right fair enough fair enough larry uh what, what what are your thoughts yeah so i also really enjoyed it i'm also in the same kind of boat um greta gerwig is fine i i don't usually i think it's her characters in films that i don't like uh and she plays a similar character whenever she's an actress that's pretty self-centered and i can't with them uh, <laughs> so I, I already had like a little bit of feelings with Greta Gerwig of being like yeah I mean I know everyone loves Frances Ha and Mistress America but whatever um, and then we get to Lady Bird and I was in the same boat with Hannah on this as well I was like yeah it's fine I mean it, it was a solid film overall but I wasn't jumping for joy and Little Women we've had a few good ones and a lot of bad um renditions of little women just last year we had like an updated version that was just absolute terrible um <laughs> so i didn't know when i was that excited to get another version but i saw the first trailer and i was like okay this looks this looks good um and upon first watch i really enjoyed it and i think i appreciated it more though after i rewatched it yesterday um <clears throat> so it's not it's not my number one of the year but it's certainly pretty high on my list overall Okay, all right. I I feel you. Um, I'm pretty much in the same boat as both of you guys. Um, I've I've heard of the novel Little Women, and I believe I read like a few chapters when I was in um uh, in high school. Um, I think for one of our English classes, I can't really remember. But um, when when I first saw the posters and honestly the the trailer, and I I saw Florence Pugh, I saw Sersha, and I saw Emma Watts, and I was like, 
I'm in. Like, I'm just in 100%. And, and mainly, I was kind of excited. I mean, we, we know that Florence and Saoirse have been, ha been having both a phenomenal year. But I was actually uh, more interested in Emma Watson's character because it's been so long since we since I've actually really seen her in anything. I mean, I mean, it, even with a lot of, like, the Harry Potter cast, like, I know Rupert Grant was kind of sort of thinking about quitting acting, but he's actually doing a show on Apple TV Plus called uh, Servant, uh, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. And it just just seems that you know a lot with the harry potter crew a lot of them kind of died out after you know the seven eight films that they made and you know went on to do their pursue their own projects i think the last um film that i saw emma watson in was perks of being a wallflower but that was about it. I know she's been in a few other things. I just haven't. No, really... Beauty and the Beast. That's right, Beauty and the Beast. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm sorry. So last thing I saw her actually was in Beauty and the Beast. I apologize. <laughs> let, let me retcon what I just said. Um, her but... autotune singing. You didn't love it. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. Okay, I didn't think it was terrible, but I do agree with you, oh. Hannah. <laughs> There's no way she cannot not be British. It's just the way she is. But uh, I really did. I really did enjoy this uh, this movie. Normally, uh, for me at least, Sony Pictures like makes a really good film like once every blue moon, and I believe this is produced by Sony Pictures or I'm sorry, Columbia Pictures, which is owned by Sony Pictures. So it's all the same crap anyway i really did enjoy this film um i actually cried in the theater and it's been a long time since like it, it takes a lot to like make me cry especially like for a film but like i for whatever reason it just it just hit home it was crazy i don't know what it was it was it, it was it was brilliant i laughed i cried i you know the, the couple next to me was like cracking up all, during all the funny parts uh so was i my my audience absolutely loved it it was it was a packed theater i saw it on christmas day and then i saw uncut gems but we're not going to talk about uncut gems because it was mm. <laughs> yeah, it was just yesterday for my rewatch was packed as well because the first time i saw this it was at a screening mm. um at like the beginning of the month but yesterday yeah i went and our there were people in the front row so i'm pretty sure it was darn near sold out yesterday yeah but yeah, um, I I know that there, um, you know, between the seven adaptations of this uh, of this book, I know Winona Ryder was in the 1994 version, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, yes, that was the last one I saw, but that was like ages ago. But I think I prefer this version a lot more. Um, you haven't seen the Elizabeth Taylor version? No. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the Star is Born. You know, you, you, you see the Star is Born with uh, Bradley Cooper and, and Lady Gaga. And I saw the previous one. There's like four or five renditions of, of the Star is Born out there. The previous one in like the 1970s with uh, um, Barbara Streisand yeah. and Chris Christopherson. That, that one was okay, but that was the only other rendition of that that I saw. But I do prefer this version of Little Women versus the one with Winona Ryder um, in it. And I just, I don't know, the 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 entire film itself, the way that she, you know, cuts back from, like, the past to the present um, was very interesting. But uh, was there anything else either one of you guys wanted to say or, uh, you know, anything you wanted to touch on before we head into uh, spoilers? Uh yeah. Um, oh, sorry. 
you can go ahead. Well, first, I do think uh, my friend would kill me if I don't call this out. <clears throat> I think it's very interesting that one of the like great, the first great in many respects, <clears throat> uh, all American novel, and uh, this rendition is featuring almost all UK actresses in the lead. <laughs> she often complains <laughs> about like British takeover in Hollywood. I am totally okay <laughs> with it because they are so killing she's just it. Like, why do Brits get to play like all of these parts? Even Harriet Tubman is a British woman, Cynthia. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's right. They're just like, Ugh, it's such a British takeover of all these American monuments. But no, I think that Greta Gerwig, what I love that she does, uh, uh, I guess we can expand on this probably more in the spoiler section, is I think that she really does a great job of updating the material without like losing the integrity of the story and of the time and of the message of what's being told. We don't, you know, go so overboard with the feminist 2019 messages, but we still you know, inject them into the film in places they maybe weren't even there previously with the book. And I think it's done just really, really well and gives the film a nice update that once you're on seventh, eighth, ninth adaptation, <laughs> you need you need to like keep making the story fresh. And for me, she really just did that very well. And I think the performances are great. I know people are giving Emma Emma some slack online. She's great in the movie. It's just I think she's great. Her accent falls a little bit and it kind of takes you out at some point. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. People were like roasting her on Twitter. I accent's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, I thought she was perfectly lovely. Um Saoirse Ronan is wonderful as she has pretty much been in everything that she's ever starred in. And then (laughs) you know the one who's getting most of the awards and the attention and Lawrence Pugh deservedly so still show I mean she's so great as our Laura Dern Meryl Streep is wonderful as always in her limited (laughs) role uh Chris Cooper is amazing in yet another film where he has like this minor role I thought he was so good in this movie too (laughs) so yeah I think the acting was great um yeah all right uh Hannah did you want to say something before uh, yeah, I weirdly enough, I relate this film with Suspiria from last year. Let me explain why before you guys are like, why? Uh, <laughs> I never saw it, so I can't uh, ask why. So you're good. Well, it is quite a different film going yes, to Suspiria um, for you, Christian. I, I, I related to that because uh, I think Greta did the same, way that, the same thing that Luca did. He took the story that's already been told and he made it his own completely. And I think that's what she did with this. And it's different here, too, because there's been so many other adaptions obviously superior only had the one but he really nuanced it and so did greta and it almost kind of doesn't seem like the same uh movie or book you know at all it seems like it's original just like how luca made suspiria feel original and that's why it's like uh it kind of stands above the rest of the adaptions for me at least of the ones i've seen because the rest you can definitely tell it's a little women adaption and not saying that you can't tell here but it's definitely the furthest from the book from all the other adaptions in my opinion i think that's it does it's all the better for it okay yeah i think that's that is definitely true and of course when you have characters from this iconic book from the story that so many people adore you have these these characters that people love as well so that's i think greta really walked that tightrope pretty much perfectly of as as hannah just said is really updating it and making it her own 
while still paying tribute and keeping in the vein of what it's representing. Okay, yeah, I yeah, I've definitely agree with you guys on on, on all fronts there. Um, you know, it, I feel like I'm still new to this world, even though I I know of the story, but I feel like it's been so long for me. You know, revisiting um, these characters and and this journey that that they go through. But um, I guess everyone listening, guys, we're just gonna dive straight into spoilers. So I'm gonna play a clip here from the movie really uh, fast, and then we'll head into spoilers. I've always known I would marry Rich. Why should I be ashamed of that? There's nothing to be ashamed of, as long as you love him. Well, I believe we have some power over who we love. It isn't something that just happens to a person. I think the poets might disagree. Well, I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And as a woman, there's no way for me to make my own money. Not enough to earn a living or to support my family. And if I had my own money, which I don't, that money would belong to my husband the moment we got married. And if we had children, they would be his, not mine. They would be his property. So don't sit there and tell me that marriage isn't an economic proposition because it is. It may not be for you, but it most certainly is for me. All right, and we're <clears throat> back. So now we're officially in the spoiler section. So. Beth dies. Spoiler. I mean, we all... <laughs> spoiler for anyone who hasn't. Everyone that's watched the previous ones knows. <laughs> yeah, it, but like, I totally forgot that she does, and she's always known as like the sick one, and like I feel like she's always been referred to as a sick one. And it's like, well, she has a name, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's fucking Beth. <laughs> Get it right. Well, this is the most layered the character has ever been. Uh, that's so true yeah to me at least because in previous adaptions uh the one renona Ryder one i can never say her fucking name uh <laughs> is that tongue twister um will's mom i forgot her actual name i'll her as will's mom and the rest is you. Uh, <laughs> okay so will's mom her adaption of little women okay <laughs> uh beth is just kind of like what you just said she's like the sick one and like she never really had like a personality and in this one they um I don't, it, they kind of made florence Pugh and her kind of similar where they're like the like babies of the family and like the like Florence Pugh is definitely not shy, but they're definitely like the babies, and Florence Pugh's more of a brat, and she's like, you know, just like a sweet little thing. Uh, <laughs> and actually gave her like a good amount of screen time to like make us care about her and endure, uh, endure. Is that the right word? Um, yes, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Endear us to her. Endear us to her. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm illiterate. Um, it's all good. Endear so us to her. And yeah, uh, the, her death in this one definitely hit me like a like ton of bricks, and I did not expect it because I knew it was happening. Like I was like, okay, like we're getting to the point, like it's gonna happen. Yeah. And then like when it like actually like started happening, and like you could see um, Joe like get her book out and like start writing, and like you know that whole fucking like uh, montage, you know. Yeah. I was like bawling the entire time. I was like, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> it can't be <laughs> that happening. Was, like a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Larry. Yeah. What what about you? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think this was the the best rendition of Beth. I think this is also the best rendition of Amy. Yeah, first time I haven't like she's been likable. Amy. <laughs> yeah, I like I usually Damn. just like straight up and like, ugh, Amy is such an obnoxious, annoying rat character that I can't. Um, and she has <laughs> like those moments. There are definitely moments where you're just but like, they're oh cute. God. 
there's Amy. You know, there's there's the Amy I once knew. But Florence Pugh does such a good job of like <laughs> of making you actually feel her as a human being. Yeah, I remember her being like a bit of a brat. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> I do think. I do think it is a little bit odd because she's supposed to be so young in the flashbacks, and then you know they just like braided Florence Pugh's hair. Uh, <laughs> she acts like a kid. Like, she's like, "I'm Amy." Uh, yeah. <laughs> at first, it was a bit jarring. I will say that since we're doing so many flashbacks to present days, um, when they do it like on her character, and you're basically just looking at the exact same person. <laughs> I was like, Pretty oh, much. Oh, wait a minute. Well, they gave her bangs oh, in the flashbacks. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Because uh, the other ones I can I can get behind like Joe and um, oh god what's the old well especially name? Joe especially Meg. if she cuts her hair yeah Meg yeah yeah Joe and Meg I was like okay and even with Joe there was that one moment after she cuts her hair though like when Meg is getting married her hair is so long again yeah I was like whoa uh, <laughs> I was like wait <laughs> flashback still but how much time has passed because she went from nearly bald to oh long lustrous hair um, so <laughs> i will say in some respects i think that the flashbacks they took me a little bit to get adjusted to i loved what greta did with the colors and that yes. was the big distinction of like the warmth of the memories and the little bit cooler tones and like more blue hue of the current day stuff but just as having all the same actors throughout um threw me for a loop to start yeah i yeah, i would definitely agree there um i really liked how i mean especially going back to florence Pugh, you know with amy she's she's known as the bratty one as i said and that's pretty much all i've ever honestly known her as and it's like okay well i really like the way how even like her mannerisms you know when in the past when the first time she sees laurie she's like laurie and she like runs <laughs> i was like oh my god like i feel like she's like five or something she's like like sprinting towards him like she's like a toddler but like even the first time that she meets him she's like i'm amy i was like yo what but yeah that is and like when she until she was about like 15 or so like she acted like a baby like she was still <laughs> I, I think a lot of people don't realize that like 15 is like is as young as it is yeah uh, even though i was just 15 like four years ago but still it's like definitely like a big there's a big jump from like 15 yeah. to like 18 even though it's like not that long in years and like you know they i still acted like a baby when i was 15 like i still wanted to be like you know <laughs> I still want to be cuddled with my mom, and I still like, you know, I wanted to do like things that fucking like nine year olds do. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're not you there know, at maturity yet. Right. Yeah. You're not. You're not there. Even when you hit eighteen, it's like, yeah, I'm an adult. I can go see rated R movies by myself. But now. I still want to be cuddled with my mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like I still I want say. my mom to make my chocolate chip pancakes in the morning. So there's always. <laughs> yeah, I think this film, though, showed that relationship, like the flashbacks actually helped in establishing the Amy relationship with Lori. Mm -hmm. um, because I think it comes off much more abrupt in previous iterations of just like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like, okay, uh, cool. Because we spend so long in the center of the film, you know, more focusing on Joe and Lori. And this film, of course, we focus a lot on Joe and Lori as well. But since we're doing these flashback segments, we at least, you know, it doesn't feel like it comes out of nowhere with right. uh, Amy and him by the end. I also think Timothy Chalamet is a great Laurie for this adaptation. Um, 
because again, Lori is supposed to be, you know, this rich dude. Um, but he just fits so perfectly into this little women world that we've created here <laughs> that I loved it. Uh, I know you'll, you might disagree, Christian. I think this is the performance of the year for Laura Dern for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, okay. She, Honestly, she I, has, I agree. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. Here. Oh, I think she's so good in this movie. Um, as I said, of course, Meryl Streep gets to have a lot more fun here because <laughs> uh, so, she's in such a minor role, but such a fun little role that yeah. she gets to. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, and hey, no, no offense taken for the whole marriage story thing because <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I really like Laura Dern and marriage story, but then she's fun when They're I polar s- opposite like performances. Though. I know, like, Laura Dern in this, she just like she radiates like a warmness to her, yeah, like she feels like such a mom, and I loved that. And it reminded me of her performance in The Tale, uh, because it's a very like quiet performance and it's very reserved performance but like once again it just like she feels like a mom like i she feels like like how she talked to like you know her kids like it felt like my mom talking to me like i loved it so much yeah it it really had that that motherly vibe and i was just she's just like everything's gonna be okay and even during you know and larry was saying this a few days ago i believe it was on twitter when he said this is the perfect christmas movie and going into it i was like oh yeah there's like i think christmas happens like twice in this movie and it just you know me seeing it on christmas day it really it really set the mood because i felt like i was actually watching a christmas movie and even when um you know i think it's one during one of the first flashbacks when um you know laura during the mother comes in and she's um you know they have this big like christmas breakfast out and she's like oh you know there's a family down the road you know with like uh three or four six children won't you please share your dinner with i mean your uh your breakfast with them and the girls kind of like look at like they hesitate for like a second but then you know they collectively go over and i just it was just an overall like great like good good uh film i mean i'm sorry i'm like tripping up on my words here in general but i always thought that um it, you know and also to touch on what um what Larry said about um, Tim- Timothy uh, Chalamet's character with Lori, I I felt like through the movie he was like low key hitting on like every sister, but at the oh, same, sure. but I, like, mean, I, this, I just think Timothy Chalamet's yeah. very likable. Oh yeah, and, like, absolutely. He's a flirty person. So. Yeah, but it's like you know he's 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 a teenage like you know Italian orphan, so it's like yeah he's 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 gonna be a horn dog because honestly i probably would have done the same thing if i was in his shoes so it's like <laughs> i mean like how like how old is like what he's in his teens in in the uh in the film or is it more of a i can't remember um remember the exact age that they were i think he's around like joe's age i think that's why it's kind of like okay i think he's like right around there okay they're not too far off in age like between her and amy but... right wait how, how old were they i i'm blanking on their ages i'm sorry it's like i said it's been ages but <laughs> um they're, i think they're all like uh not older than 18 and like the yeah. flashbacks that, yeah yeah that's what yeah, i thought the flash forward florence Pugh says or she's referenced to be 20 so that's right that's right we can assume she's about 13 right okay yeah, okay wow yeah so they definitely aged her down a bit <laughs> It's yeah. like, all right, Forrest, we need you to, to tap into your inner well, tweens. She looks like, like, young, very young. Oh, yeah. I can't remember how old she is in, um, in actual real life, but. Her um, accent. She's, like, around well Timothy Chalamet's age. Yeah, they, they're definitely being, like, their 20s, late 20s. Wait, what, yeah, what, what, what like did 20... you say there? 
Uh, no, I was just saying Florence and Searcy, their accents were like perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they really speaking were. Of, speaking of American accents, their American accents were spot on. <laughs> yeah, and the first time that I saw Saoirse, I believe she was also in Mary Queen of Scots. I could be wrong. Yes. Um, yes. I never saw that movie yet. I think it's on HBO and I need to check it out. But the first time I saw Saoirse was in... Actually, the first time I actually saw her ever was she was on the Graham Norton show, which I absolutely love. So I knew that you know she uh, she wasn't American. I think she's... Is she Scottish? Irish. Irish, okay. And she plays the Scottish Queen in Mary Queen of Scots. Oh, okay. There we go. There, there we go. A slightly wow. different accent. Um, <laughs> her native way of speaking, I suppose. Yeah. I've never heard the name Sersha, and I've never I never would have guessed it was actually spelled that way. But that was the first time I saw her. Then I saw her, um, you know, I watched Lady Bird um, earlier this year because I've been meaning to check it out. And I was like, wow, like, she has, like, a really good American accent. But I feel like for a lot of uh, British actors, it's very easy for them to slip into our accent. But it's very hard for our for us to slip into theirs because they can smell it from a mile away, I swear. I have a few friends over in the U.K., and you know, like I, you know, I'll try like a little bit of a British accent there, <laughs> here and there. They're like some words are like this, they're okay, but others, it's like yeah, that, that just sounds so fake. And it's like sometimes they have. But to this put is on what I hear though. from you. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get like Benedict Cumberbatch sounding exactly the same as Hugh Laurie because they both kind of put on that same exact voice whenever they have to speak in an American accent. <laughs> yeah, Benedict, <laughs> they're not allowed to be British, yeah. or as as we've learned from our pal. Tyler Calvert. Uh, I don't know what Karen Gillan is. Is she Australian? She is no, Scottish. Scottish. She is Scottish. Scottish. Oh, she's Scottish. Yeah. Well, she too. Apparently, her American accent is Nebula. Like so. Pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. All the time, whenever she has to speak with an American accent, I'm like, oh, Nebula's here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Karen's having to speak American now. Yeah. <laughs> One of us. No, and I think Cersei, she does such a great job. Same thing. Uh, same thing with Florence uh, throughout this year. She's given three very different performances throughout 2020. Mm -hmm. They're all very distinct. Um, and I think it just kind of shows what a versatile, great actress she is. I think she could be in the conversation for Midsummer or for Little Women, honestly, in my book for award season. And I'm just glad she's kind of getting that recognition, amping into award season. Yeah, she has I'm been killing so excited it. to see her and so much more stuff. I actually uh, wanted to bring up uh, my favorite scene in the movie and that's oh. that scene that you're referencing before uh is the scene between amy and joe and they're like on the staircase and joe had just cut her hair and you know in the movie they all i don't know it's it's easy to like maybe not realize they're like uh still like you know little girls in the movie Mm -hmm. at some points because like yes they act childish or stuff like that but like they're all like still like very mature throughout the whole movie for the most part uh except for maybe amy but you know they, <laughs> they act like women right yeah and <laughs> i love that one uh that one scene because it just it gives you a moment to breathe and like be like oh well she's crying about cutting her hair like this is like such like a you know girl thing that you know it happens throughout like every girl's life basically where it's like you get a bad haircut and like you think it's the end of the world and like i, I love that moment it just felt really warm to me and like me myself i was like i'm related to this so much right now <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely agree because as soon Especially as she with her sister 
and she's just like holding her. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, like, you know, I, I sold my hair, you know, to help pay, um, help out the family. And then out of nowhere, like later on, it was like an after effect. It was like, it was so delayed. And then like she sits there, then she just breaks down. She's like, what have I done? And I was like, oh my gosh, she is. <laughs> that's, that's so real and relatable. You know, you do something, you're like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be like, you know, an adult, I'm gonna support. And then after you're like, oh my gosh, no, what have I done? Seriously. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> I want it back, that. I want it back. Like, throughout the whole movie, it's very like, I don't know, it's definitely slice of life and I, just, mm. I didn't like feel i didn't like expect that to be a scene like that of just like you know her sister holding her and her crying about her hair yeah it just it felt very felt very real and it hit home no i i i, I totally agree mm-hmm. yeah like i love the moment where chris cooper just like sits down and listens to <laughs> beth playing the piano in his house that was yes. really nice it was a really beautiful small moment of the film of just like oh wow i also I also love the speech that we see in the trailers, but they don't go all the way with this speech because I I find with that speech? really relatable. Yeah, of her, you know, talking about women being so much more. But I love that it actually ends up being about being lonely. And yeah. I think yeah. it's a really relevant, you know, issue of, you know, this age of being a woman as well, of being strong and being that face of feminism and wanting to be taken seriously, but also, hey, look, I'm just lonely. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, um, I don't know, oftentimes we get so caught up in woke culture itself as well now that that we can kind of forget, you know, I don't know that it's really frustrating that emotion, you know, that we often take emotion out to Mm. show strength like we have to remove any sort of emotion or rationality to depict strength when in reality you know that's not the case that's not how it really is and you know too i think a lot of people um have the wrong idea of feminism a lot of the time and this the scene you know in the trailer does seem that way where it's going to be like you know women are better than men you know all that but it's not that at all and it's a good reminder for people who do have the wrong uh, idea of feminism that, you know, we aren't wanting to, you know, be like, oh, well, we're better than men and all this. It's like, you know, we can still be like, we are strong, we're independent, and, you know, we we want to be, uh, I don't know, we, we want to, I'm thinking of the word, fuck, but like, you know, <laughs> no, we want to stand alone, we are our own person that, you know, we want that to be very clear. But also, you know, we we aren't, like, opposed to, like, wanting love. And, like, if you're straight, you know, we we want to be with somebody. We want to, like, you know, have a nice relationship with a man, woman, whatever. And it's, like, a lot of people lose that a lot of the time because they're still stuck on the whole, like, oh, well, they're trying to, like, say that they're better yeah. than men. And, like, it's when it's not that way. And I love that scene because, you know, it doesn't it doesn't tread into that territory where that's going to make you roll your eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And it's, it's very, you know... Um, my, my sister, she well, she says she's feminist, and then I was like, okay, do you know what that means, or are you just saying it just to be, well, you I know? Think everyone's definition of feminism is very uh, individual. Right. Also, I don't think that there's a distinct uh, definition. Well, right. You know, and, and I guess my point is, you know, with feminism, it's not about, you know, demeaning men or saying, oh, we're better than men. It's It's about equality for everyone. And that's something I really pre- agree with. 
Sorry, go ahead. What I, yeah, what I love about this movie at large is I think it gives off, you know, I mean, it is a feminist movie, even with of our protagonist right. in the end, ending up married again. That's not, <laughs> you know, that's like the complete wrong idea of what feminism is. Um, and I don't understand. But this year, we've seen feminism done wrong so many times. Uh, we've mm -hmm. seen the girl power message just executed really poorly and the message just being completely lost. And, you know, Charlie's Angels, Black Christmas really just missed the mark on executing executing it in any sort of like good fashion <laughs> yeah. um, so I just appreciate a story that's you know been told several times but as I kind of mentioned in my opening that Greta was able to inject a an updated version of it like it's definitely right. updated for the time while still being feminine you know like I, I think that's I, I really love when we're able to strike that balance of strong women pro-feminist message that is still feminine and uh you know as i was saying i think a lot of times we suck emotion out or mm. i don't know where this adaptation is in the modern mind that you know strong woman you know <laughs> has to be not a woman <laughs> right and so just films like this that keep their softness that keep the femininity while also injecting the, the messages and it worked beautifully yeah and speaking of messages really quick even when you know we have Sersha's, you know her speech and i also, I also liked uh when florence you know when she's talking to um laurie and you know he's like i think the poets might disagree and they're talking you know they're talking about love and she's saying you know i believe that we uh have you know love doesn't just happen we have some kind of you know control over who we love and she's talking about how you know for marriage for her it's like a uh, economical i forgot the exact term um but she's pretty much preaching that you know if she were to get married you know any money that she makes will no longer be her own it'll be her husband's any children that she bears for you know her her husband it won't they won't be her children they'll be um i, I think she's called it like an economic like proposition for her at least and I thought that um, that really spoke to me as well when I mean, she was absolutely right. I mean, back then, you know, um, towards the uh, Civil War, that's it's unfortunately how things were. And, you know, we're, we're moving towards a better future for, you know, equality for everyone, you know, regardless of race, um, you know, sexual orientation and whatnot. But I actually wanted to ask really quick uh, for Beth to. It's, it's Beth, the girl who plays Beth Eliza uh, Scanlon. Is she British as well? Or is she just an American like us? I feel like she's an American like us. Or like, let's give the American the sick part. Let me look it up. <laughs> yeah, but I think that, that moment was like a good, uh, again, a good reminder of, you know, we throw these terms out of gold digger at women mm. constantly. But it's like, listen, not even 50 years ago, it was still an economic proposition that's i mean uh, it is what it is yeah um, and you know you see something like this and you're just reminded well it, you know women did have to take money into consideration because this is how society was y'all so yeah <laughs> um history you know a lot of these negatives that we derive in modern day culture come from a place of history and just kind of getting that understanding in a way that works is is really cool to see yeah i, I was a good like uh, oh sorry go ahead oh sorry it's a good counter to Sersha's character too where yeah. she's like she's all about uh 
you know, wanting to find someone that she truly loves and doesn't want to, like, you know, force marriage. Was just like, you know, Lori loved her, obviously, a lot. And she just couldn't get to that point with him, which is perfectly fine. And she, you know, throughout the whole movie said, I don't want to get married or, you know, anything like that unless I truly love the person. And that kind of changes at the end of the film when she's, like, second-guessing it because she does just want to be with somebody. Yeah. Um, But then, you know, we have Amy, who is polar opposite. And she's like, well, I got to think for myself and I got to, you know, go about this and... Uh, uh, like you know, money that kind of way, mm-hmm. and it's the whole film. It does put a nice bow on it when her and uh, Lori get married because, like, he's obviously, and it just he's in the marriage to like you know make her feel loved, and you know mm-hmm. it's true love, and yeah. I love that. Uh, uh, the different. I'm. I'm so <laughs> no, all these words no you're trust but, me i did this all the time i love the difference between those two it it creates a nice tension in the film yeah and i really like uh you know when they're talking about love when uh when joe and her mother are talking about love and she's talking about how she's lonely and she's asking you know do you do you love Lori? and it wasn't like a dev like a defining yes i forgot exactly what she said she said that I, I think she, she didn't she, say anything actually. I, okay, I, I thought she said she wanted to be loved, but she didn't say I love Lori. And then her mom was like, "That's not the well, same thing." Yeah, she thing. didn't say I want to be loved. It's like when her mom was asking her if she loved Lori. Yeah, she didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, and I really liked you know how they um, executed that on screen because there's so many you know people today and like. We all know the dating in today's world is it's it's pretty fucked. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's <laughs> it, it it really is. I mean, sometimes sometimes you go on you know on a nice date and it just never leads anywhere. Um, but sometimes you just I don't know. People just like to ghost people like 24 seven. It's like some people just don't. A lot of people I've noticed like especially like in our generation. Um, I mean I'm a little bit older, but um, you know it's. Um, even people like a lot of like my fraternity brothers, like a lot of them just aren't really in a relationship right now because it's like, you know, it's, it's not really worth it. And then, you know, people are just, it, I don't know when, when it comes to love in this film, I think it kind of, you know, echoes what's happening today with, well, especially what, when Saoirse was saying, you know, there, there are a lot of like, quote unquote, lonely people out there, but like, as we've been saying this entire time, you know, it's. You know, we have to like hide our emotions and, you know, everyone's like too proud to like admit that they love someone because obviously throughout the film, we see between Lori and um, and Joe, you know, they, they obviously had something there. But, you know, Lori was like, yes, let's go for it. And then you have the other person. She had like so much doubt. But at the same time, she didn't want to get married. She didn't even want uh, Meg to get married when, you know, they uh, forgot where she went to. It was some kind of party that she ran into Lori. The debutante ball. Yeah. And yeah. then and Joe's like, make sure Meg doesn't fall in love or whatever. And she was. Well, she didn't want to get her to get married on her wedding day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like you know like joe's is so against the idea of marriage and it's like if you really sit down and think about it yeah like sometimes it is a I bit so against the idea of marriage i think that it was in that um 
uh, in that sense, I think that it was mm. more her like just wanting to have her sister and like wanting to have her family together and not like having someone take uh, her sister away from her. That's true. I never thought. Yeah, that is true. I never thought of it that way. How do we feel about like the final relationship? Because I definitely think that that is an aspect that is the jumping back and forth kind of leaves you without a whole lot of time with Joe and I forget his name, the professor that she ends up with. Um, yeah, they didn't mm-hmm. really explore yeah. it all that much. I don't know. I always get like a little eked out in films when we use the word love and they've spent like two minutes on screen together. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like clearly she had somewhat of a relationship with him when they were living in that same boarding house, but not really because he was still just kind of like leaving stuff at her door and then she would she just like blew up, got pissed and left. Like, you know, like, <laughs> so yeah. kind of like a, I mean, yeah, he came. Did here. they say love, though? Uh, I th- think that other, she just the like other people said love. They're like, oh, okay. oh, you love him. Yeah. Why you love him? Like, yeah, <laughs> him. Um, so I think that's definitely an aspect of the film that that falls a little bit flat for me is that final moment just because I'm like, ah, oh, I know I don't know. We didn't spend much time developing this to make it, you know, this big grand finale. But right. that's one of the few kind of minor issues I have with the movie overall. That didn't yeah. bother me because she didn't get married to him. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it was kind, kind of okay of... for me. <laughs> she just convinced him <laughs> to stay. To put his, his life... I mean, I, I guess we don't know if they're married or what they're doing. At the that end. is true. Well, they she kind said of... that she didn't get married. Oh, they didn't? Yeah, she said that. Oh, and, like, okay. her little like, narration. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, around. I was like, now we free. <laughs> and Amy have a baby, and everybody's teaching at her school or whatever. But, um... Oh, I also really liked the copyright thing. I feel like that's what the purists are not going to like, maybe, is that framing device. Yeah. Like, that's completely new, is the framing device with this book and her keeping the copyright of her book and all this, uh, so kind of framing it around writing the story of Little Women. (laughs) Um, But I, I really liked that. Uh, personally <laughs> i did too honestly like it, it it relates so much to like you know hollywood today and it's like you know why would i want to you know let go of my own property and there's so many you know legality matters when it comes to um you know uh adapting someone's book to film because even with uh george r, r. martin game of thrones and even um jk rowling you know they still own their book rights but you know they sold the movie rights you know um jk rowling warner brothers and then um george r, r. martin with Game of thrones hbo which is honestly still fucking warner brothers because it's all the same company but yeah i i really liked how they explained that and it's it's just like it just reminds me of so many just, just, just so many things happening today within the film industry. <laughs> so, what, do you, what Oscars do you think just has a, a shot at getting in for? Oh, well, production design, costuming, uh, maybe Florence Pugh for supporting. I don't know. It's a, it's a strong year for supporting. So I don't know if she will get in, but I would love to see her get in for supporting. I think she will score. land for supporting. Yeah, score, score was great. Um. I know not editing. I don't think it'll get editing. Yeah, I was have an issue with it. That's what I was actually going to bring up to be one of the the weaker points on the film overall. But I still think it's definitely it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me at all for picture and director. Still, I think it's uh, I don't think it's necessarily a cashew in by any means for (laughs) those two categories. But I think it definitely I wouldn't be shocked if Greta Gerwig and the Little Women got in for best picture and best. Yeah, I really wish Greta was. 
is a shoe in i mean i will mm. be stunned if it does not get nominated for production and costume design certainly yeah or is also a pretty high prob like probability that would probably be my third bet i'd place on it <laughs> score adapted um, screenplay I think yeah that's adapted screenplay as that. well yeah that's a, yeah that's a definitely a strong one yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know even with Saoirse being, you know, uh, for lead um, actress, um, I think she stands a pretty good chance. But for some reason, I think Florence Pugh would oh, stand tough. more. It, it's, it's so tough. I feel like they're gonna go one or the other. I don't think that they're gonna give Saoirse and Florence yeah. a nomination. Like, and I think Niro, Florence probably has the best choice. More and more, because supporting <laughs> cast is taking over on the acting front. I don't know. Like, I mean, The Irishman, it was fine, but like. <laughs> really someone watched it yeah. it's honest yeah, this like, one, i don't know i'm like uh, I, yeah i think florence Pugh is is the the one that they're definitely putting all their their eggs in that basket when it comes to the acting category i mean of course they're pretty yeah sushi, but yeah which sucks because i think this is Sersha's best performance of her career mm. Mm. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite performance. I mean, uh, thinking about it, yeah, because a lot of people are saying, "Is this better than Lady Bird?" Is you know has miles has, above Lady Bird. Yeah, has has Sersha outperformed herself? And I I would say yes. I I really I I enjoyed I mean, it all the more. Brooklyn. Yeah. No, I've not. It's like that's another one that that, that she got. Uh, didn't she? I don't remember if she actually got a nomination. I think she did. She did. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure she got a nomination. Or obviously, like Hannah, um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A much smaller <laughs> role there for her, but uh, still. I love that movie. <laughs> sorry. Me too. No, sorry. <laughs> I have not seen it. There's so many things I have. Oh, like I just watched Short Term Twelve for like the first time, like earlier this year. For the year. first time. Yeah, and it's it's like. To Budapest. Yes, please. It's so good. Have you seen any Wes Anderson? Um, I Are I you might have. Wes Anderson. You're, you either like him or you don't. I feel okay. Like what has he made that I might know? Because Fantastic oh. Mr. Fox, Isle of Dogs, Grand Budapest Hotel, I've Kingdom. I've seen bits and parts of Fantastic Mr. Fox and Isles of Dogs. My friend told me to check both of those out. Um, I think Grand Budapest is also his most accessible. So, uh, like, if you're coming into even then, it's not really Anderson. that all accessible. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's, it's it's easier to get into that than like Moonrise Kingdom or uh, Life Aquatic or something. But okay, um, <laughs> I'll definitely have to check. No, I'll definitely have to check out his work. The only Budapest I know is the one they keep talking about the MCU, which you still don't know anything <laughs> about because Maybe too. <laughs> Florence coming. They kept mentioning it even in what was Endgame and oh my god. I was like, oh, this is so much better than Budapest. I'm like, what happened in Budapest? You keep bringing it up in all these films. <laughs> I want to know what happened in Budapest. <laughs> she will give us your answers. The all-knowing Florence Pugh. Oh, I'm so happy she's in the MCU. Like, wow. She's, she's, just, she's killing it. She is killing it. But actually, I looked up really quick the... Um, uh, Eliza uh, Scalin, the oh, she's uh, Australian. Yes, yeah, she's she's fucking Australian. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> he's like, are there Australian. no Americans? No, no it's just the old ladies, Laura and yeah, the, the of the cast. Hey, hey, I'm I'm okay Judy, with it. Nope. <laughs> these Brits, these Brits are taking over. So and these Australians. Oh yeah, Timothy. 
Timothy Chalamet is even American. He's not. He's not American. No, either. he's French. Oh, no, that's, that's why the king was so funny to have him playing. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. Did Did you guys watch Robert the King? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Oh my gosh, I'm in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> It was. It, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it it, it was a bit slow at times. That turned it off. I got bored. It, it is a bit slow at times, but I was. To the charade scene. <laughs> Stop the fucking charades! Stop oh, it! No. <laughs> I had no clue he was French. <laughs> he loves that meme. He loves it. Um... It's a great moment. The pretty over the top, ridiculous moment. We just need like a. <laughs> Scots and the King like crossover, so we can get Cersei and Timothy back again. <laughs> this this will definitely not be the yeah, last time they work they work together. Maybe the next Greta. So when, I, when is Greta Gerwig's next film? I don't know. The next time they work together. <laughs> I would like to know though between get Greta Gerwig and No Bombback making like two of like the best movies this year. This is like the an amazing scandal. part. I just love I just love that scandal. Of them being like, so marriage stories about you cheating with Greta Gerwig. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so defensive. phenomenal. He got real defensive too. So I'm like, I just found out that he was like 50 years old. I was like, oh, no, was like, he looks good for 50 years old. These weird, I don't know. And then Florence Pugh is dating Zach Braff, who's much older than her. Oh, yeah. I don't get the controversy behind that. That kind of makes me Everybody. mad that people are so pressed about it. And I'm like, they're both like consenting adults. It's not that serious. Oh, people be going. <laughs> it's like it's it's like being back in high school. It's it's like a freshman dating like a sophomore, or like I don't know, a junior dating like what, a... like 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, she's Timothy's like an adventure. 24. He just turned 24. And they're about yeah. the same age, I think. I don't know. Yeah, and Sersha, she's, I think she's like 25, 26. She's not uh, that Saoirse old. Sersha's the same age as Timothy Chalamet, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think so. She just got a younger breakthrough. I don't know how <laughs> old so. Emma Watson oh, is. I think she's a little bit older. I think she she's the old. oldest. I think Emma Watson's like 30, maybe. Yeah, she has to be in her 30s Wait, what? now. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm trying. Well, I'm trying to think when when Harry Potter came out. Do we really need to look this up right now? <laughs> I mean, why not? Sersha's <laughs> 25. That's what I thought. Okay. All right, let's look up Emma. All right, hold on. Let me look. Let me look. She has. She's 29. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So she's... I think I knew she was like just a little bit older than me. I thought so. Yeah. Same. Same here. Yeah. I, she's yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Florence even... is 23. Yeah. She's only 23. Oh my gosh. Wow. She's a baby. She's yep. a baby. Well, I'm only like yeah. three years older than her, so it's whatever. <laughs> 26, baby. Actually, I'm 20. I'll be Meryl Streep. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I'm actually 27. Bitter, bitch in the corner. Honestly, the older we get, the more I relate to Squidward every single day of my life. Also, I do love that hypocrisy too. That they're like talking about being like a self-made woman or whatever, mm -hmm. and it's also like, well, bitch, you're a widow. <laughs> He's like, like, well, that's because yeah. I'm rich. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you know, you're funny, but you're also a widow sitting here preaching nonsense. I don't know, but that is Meryl Streep told it like it is, though. Yeah, she's like, I can do whatever I want. There's a reason why I'm not married. So I just love when she's like, no, 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 no I don't like to be kissed. 
<laughs> she did not like that at all. She's like, she she was telling Amy, she's like, you need to marry well. She's like, you're uh, the fate of your family now. I'm like, that is a lot to like, Go you know. Your little painting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, sorry, Beth has scarlet fever. And it's like, ugh. I cried so hard when that happened. And what, like you said, Hannah, I knew it was coming. And I just, I just couldn't hold it. I was like, why is this? Like, they executed it so well. And I was just like, oh my gosh i can't uh, remember all the parts that i cried at because i cried so much i i felt like, there, I, was just, like, there was just moments of like warmness that like just like got me and like I was, they were just like, so smiling, happy like tears rolling down my eyes the way they would like kept talking over each other and you know within the, the the good times i guess you could say it just it felt like such a authentic family like straight to the core it just I felt like yeah, it felt like that they knew each other for for ages, and you know, it's just chemistry was great all around. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they all there are no tears in these decks. <laughs> He's like, I'm a man. <laughs> no, I'm just heartless. Oh. <laughs> I have everything. Bad so girl, I literally I knew it was coming. I knew the end was near, girl. <sighs> just waiting. It was just. I would uh... cry over. The, like anything like i literally cried today because i looked up uh why my cat like touches me when she sleeps and the internet was like oh it's because she's like trying to protect you and i started crying oh <laughs> <laughs> when i went to go see and she's like wait i can feel the tears let me turn on the camera <laughs> <laughs> when, when i went oh to go God. when i went to go see avengers endgame for like the upteenth time in theaters i think it's when they did the quote-unquote re-release with the unseen footage i was like this is just extra blu-ray dvd bullcrap that you're trying to sell me on but anyway there was this girl right next to me and right before tony died i t i'm telling you she was bawling her eyes out that was me like I, I was like i'm like this movie is like it's been out in the theater for at least two three months and like she's I'm sitting so there with her boyfriend i was like could you not <laughs> oh i sat next to because like the theater was full for runners it was like completely full because i went at, at like a midnight screening yeah. and uh, i had to sit next to somebody i didn't know and it was like this mom <laughs> like her like daughter and so she had no idea what the fuck was going on it was very obvious and i was sitting there and i was like fucking like losing my mind like literally doing like the ugly like, <laughs> like <that. laughs> and like uh <laughs> And like I like, could not like contain myself, and like I heard her turn her daughter uh, and go, "This is so serious." Say <laughs> I, like, oh. I heard that woman. <laughs> I felt so bad, and like she kept like looking at me every time like I sniffled, and I was like, <laughs> "It's like Florence Pugh in Midsummer after those two old people like jump off the cliff, and she's just like walking, and she's just like." bawling her eyes out and then she just stops and just lets it all out at once i'm like yeah that's pretty much how i felt at the end of little woman but at yes. the same time it had a really great ending but i was still crying i was like why did beth have to die I was it's like, just a really warm film yeah to me like it seems like a movie that i'm gonna like watch like for years and years and years and be able to just watch it like over and over it seems like one of those it's like it reminded me of wreck it ralph in that way because wreck it ralph was one of those movies for me where That's it's like right. a movie that i can watch like over and over and over again because it just feels so warm and homey like this feels yeah. like you know the perfect movie to watch at home with like your family yeah and especially around the christmas time you know it's it is it is i think it's definitively the perfect christmas christmas film um <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to uh, touch on? Comments, questions, concerns before we uh, wrap up here? Oh, I think I think I got it all out. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I like, think we touched on everything. Pretty much, yeah. But uh, I just wanted to thank you guys both for coming on. Like seriously, it, it means a lot. And everyone listening at home, you can listen um, to this podcast here on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Anchor. And you can follow uh, Film Optics over on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Optics is spelled O P T I X. And wanted to get both of your guys' social media. Uh, Hannah, let everyone know where they can find you on the internet. At Movies and Cats on Twitter. All right. Larry, what about you? What's coming up on your channel? I, I see those videos popping out uh, every, every <laughs> oh. week. I'm like, Jesus, dude, he's like pumping these puppies out. I'm like, we haven't done anything <laughs> since like Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, just waiting for Devin to come back from, you know, from out of town. But yeah, what, what, what's coming up on yours? The busy stretch. So <laughs> find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, all at LC Screen Talk. I'm currently working on my like top, I think it's 30 <laughs> uh, <laughs> movies of the decade, but it's not going to be a countdown. I'm just kind of putting together something for that. Um, and then I'm having like most anticipated for the year, um, as well as I think I have like my favorite film characters coming mm. out of 2019 and favorite film moments of the year. And then after I see Just Mercy, I know mine is going to be so late compared to everybody else's. Honestly, same. I'm going to wait to see Just Mercy before <laughs> I release my favorite films of 2019. Oh, okay. There we go. Nice. And uh, Hannah, got anything coming up on Twitter? Any uh, hot takes? <laughs> yeah, a new hot Girl. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't think I like have anything controversial to say. <laughs> She's like, I'm done ranting about it. Chapter two. Right. I swear, oh God, it's it's gonna happen. She's gonna be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I'm seeing I'm seeing Little Women again tomorrow, and then I'm gonna watch it chapter two again tomorrow. Day tomorrow. I saw it chapter one. I haven't seen the second one yet. back. That's the question. What? The powers of Bill Hader. Tomorrow will tell the tale. Yes, we will see. We will see if Bill Hader can change my mind again. <laughs> well, you know what? No, this, this this doesn't feel right. She's 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 gonna change it. I swear, she's gonna change it. But it's. <laughs> I mean, that's why I hate Marriage Story is because I watched it. I watched it for the first time, and I was like, "Yep, this is it, right?" And then I rewatched it chapter two, and I was like, "I can't, I can't do it." <laughs> so like, forgive me, Pennywise. <laughs> forgive me, Pennywise. <laughs> the oh. only thing that could beat Greta, uh, Pennywise this year is Greta Gerwig. <laughs> there you go. I swear, we we got what like two, three, three days left to 2019. If it changes before then. <laughs> I will be very upset. <laughs> if it doesn't change then before Larry, we could call this a win that no. Little Woman has definitively dethroned it chapter Larry two. Larry wants it chapter two to be my favorite of the year. He wants oh, my, me to stick I'm, to I'm it. I'm a little bit of a troll, so I'm like, come on. Oh, it's a well, I'm pulling part of you, Penny. I'm glad we have one last rewatch on the horizon. <laughs> Just yes. how like Tyler I'm... was trolling for Lita Battle Angel for oh. best <laughs> anime. anime. Oh, oh, like, what do you still have left on your docket there, Hannah? <laughs> uh, might dethrone both of them. We we don't know. Oh jeez, I don't know. Just Mercy, maybe. <laughs> I'm actually very excited for that film to come I'm out. I'm really really excited for Just Mercy. Like, also, you'll probably love Uncut Gems. Don't like Christian and I. Do. I did not like that movie at all. Like I'm trying to understand I mean, what's so great about it. Good time. So I mean, I love Good Time. 
I loved it. And this, I don't know, it didn't do it for me. Well, see, I, I saw... I've seen like 50 minutes on Cut Gems, and I absolutely loved it, so... Yeah, oh, I my like, God. I feel like you're going to love it. <laughs> I, I oh, no. Like most she found that link. That's exactly here. what happened. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I kind of like obnoxious movies. <laughs> hey, it's... it's so, wait, did, did, did you like um, Lighthouse? I The Lighthouse is my second favorite movie of the year. Okay. Oh wow! Second or third? Second. Wow. Yeah. Over yeah. it? Yeah. No, huh? no, 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 no. Wait, oh. no, no, no. I forgot. I changed the Little Women. It's my favorite. <laughs> no, like, she's like, wait. Yeah. Third. Like, <laughs> being thrown down by Willem Dafoe. No. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the Little Woman was my first. It's, okay, it, it's been. It's a recent change. Okay. <laughs> oh man. That's right. After all year. After all year. Yes. Number three. It's been a while that it chapter two has been my favorite of the year. Oh. <laughs> and that, wow. that dethroned Spider-Man, and he's, right? It did dethrone Spider-Man. Spider-Man oh has gosh. been like racking its way down my list. Though. I know. I was like, uh-oh, award season I love it, a number though. on Spider-Man, but it, <laughs> Pennywise has stayed strong. <laughs> yes. Fighting up in the in the award season. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. Bill Hader, he just has this... He has his hold on me, okay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, really quick, uh, thank you uh, again for everyone uh, coming on to the podcast. We'll definitely have to do this again. Um, and we will see you guys all in the next one. And don't, don't drink and drive. I, I don't know. I'll just end it there. <laughs>